0: You are listening to the MZBC Students Greenhouse Podcast. For more information about Mount Zion Baptist Church, go to mzbc.net slash students or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at mzbcstudents. Everybody loves a good sort of ragtag team underdog winning the day story, right? Like you guys kind of like those the stories. There are movies all the time with those storylines because people like them. Uh, one of the more recent movies, the story, stories have been around a long time, um, and I would know that because I'm a comic book nerd, uh, but, like, Guardians of the Galaxy, like, they're like this unsuspected, like, situational group put together, like, circumstance put them together, um, and then they, like, end up saving, like, the universe and planets and things, right? Um, it's crazy. Anybody even know what I'm talking about? Anybody even listening? Yep. Anybody listening? Cool. Cool. Everybody's, like, staring at the ceiling and stuff, picking your nose, um, so these stories, though, they're like they're compelling. These like ragtag people coming together—you wouldn't think that they were like a group that w- could succeed in that way. Uh, there are like sports teams all the time that that, that happen uh, through circumstance. A team gets put together, and then they end up they end up winning. Well, over the next couple, over the next few weeks, we're going to talk about that sort of team. This team of guys that circumstance pulled them together, uh, and they wouldn't typically be the kind of guys that you would think that could change the world but they did and i'm talking about the disciples right uh, those who've not been around in church very long the disciples are these guys that jesus like called and they lived with him and followed him for three years of his uh, ministry before he died uh so we're, we're looking at the disciples i feel like this is, this is appropriate because we we just uh, celebrated what on sunday easter. easter yeah so we celebrated easter Uh, And Easter is about bunnies laying eggs, right? Clearly, clearly it's about bunnies laying eggs, which is one of the weirdest things ever, by the way, like, it's not how it works, people, it's not how it works. Anyway, it's about the resurrection of Jesus, right? And so after Jesus, after Jesus comes back to life, story over, right? The Bible just kind of ends at that point, right? No? No, right? (laughs) People, if it's like your first time in church, you're like, what? That's cool. Uh, And everybody else is like, no, man, there's more. There's more. So this group of guys that before uh, Jesus' resurrection uh, are pretty, like, slow. They don't, like, catch on to things very often. Jesus, like, tells them the same thing over and over again. And they're just like, oh, cool, Jesus. All right. Um, They change the world. Like, literally, you wouldn't be here, us doing what we're doing right now, if those guys didn't do what they did after Jesus' resurrection. So we're going we're gonna to look at that. But first we need to start and kind of introduce ourselves to these guys. Now some of you guys who have been like in church since like nine months before you were born, you probably like know all the names of the disciples and then like every other biblical character ever. But for the rest of us who didn't necessarily spend our entire lives in church, let's get a refresher course, all right? Because I've, I've been in church since I was eight, and there even sometimes I'll, I'll look at the list of the disciples and go, Oh yeah, that was a disciple. Cool. All right, all right. Uh, so let's uh, let's look at the list here. So we have these guys. You can find this in Matthew chapter ten. This list here. So you have Simon, also known as Peter. Uh, you have Andrew, Peter's brother. James, uh, James' son of Zebedee. That's important uh, to know. Uh, John, James' brother. Uh, so he's like John of Zebedee, son of Zebedee. Uh, Philip, uh, Philip, and then this really cool name, Bartholomew. Right. You have Philip, and then Bartholomew, right? All right, anyway, then Thomas, Matthew, the tax collector. Everybody, we got to know that he's a tax collector because they're the worst. Um, uh, James, this is why the other one was important, son of Alphaeus, right? Uh, And then you have old Thad, Thaddeus. uh, Then the other Simon, the zealot. And then everybody's favorite, Judas Iscariot, who, and this, this was, this is like what the scripture says here. And so Matthew's like letting us know. He's like, hey, by the way, psst. This guy's the one who betrays Jesus. He kind of jumps a shark on that. If you're reading the story for the first time, you're like, well, story ruined. <laughs> right? That's a joke, everyone. All right. Um, that's not a joke. He did betray Jesus. It was a joke that Matthew ruined the story. Uh, okay. What? Yeah, so I was about to get to that. Thanks for uh, ruining the whole next, like, two minutes of my message. Thanks, man. Thanks. Uh, yeah, Judas, Judas killed himself. Uh, And that's why the title of this series is 11 Verses of the World, because there were 12 disciples. But after Judas uh, realized what he had done, he uh, he killed himself. uh, Because Judas had allowed his selfishness and his love for money to get between him and Jesus. And it led him down a real bad road. Uh, So then we come to the 11. So let's... uh, I decided... To Lean real hard into my dry sense of humor, so bear with me all right we're going learn uh, we're going to learn about the twelve disciples here a little bit of what the Bible tells us about there are, there are a lot of like church history stories of the disciples like after uh, Jesus resurrection and what they go on to do and that sort of thing um, but let' let's learn the biggest things that the Bible has to say about these guys so let's Simon this is some artist rendering of what Peter looked like that's fun right i'm not sure why there would have been a like that dog-looking thing over there because I hated dogs back then. But anyway, uh, Peter, yeah, dogs were the worst back then. Uh, so he, sh- he was the very first disciple. Isn't that cool? Like he was the very first one that Jesus called. That's something to be noteworthy about. He was a fisherman. Makes him awesome. Um, he was an overreactor. We learned that in the stories. He was like super overreactor. Like initially when Jesus, or so, you know, the story when Jesus tries to like wash his feet, and Peter's like, no, you're not washing my feet, man. And Jesus says, this is a JJ version of it, okay? He didn't say it that way, really. Because um, he spoke it in Aramaic back then. Um, anyway, so he's like, no, you're not washing my feet. And Jesus like, well, if I don't wash your feet, then you can't, like, really be in a relationship with me. And he's like, well, then wash my whole body. He just, like, overreacts, man. Like, that's who he was. Um, all right. He said he would never deny Jesus. And then immediately he denied Jesus three times. That's fun. Uh, and then uh, he was a, the first one to be nicknamed the rock. Huh? Huh? No, true story. Jesus said, you're going to be the rock upon which I build my church, like the foundation of building the church. So, yeah, there's some of JJ's humor. It's the first guy with the nickname, The Rock. All right, moving on. We have Andrew. it's Peter's brother. That's a good thing to be known for, I guess. That's kind of one of those, like, live in your brother's shadow kind of moments, I think. Uh, anyway, um, he originally followed John the Baptist, who was, uh, you know, the teacher, well-known guy who kind of ushered in Jesus' ministry, and uh, he was uh, he was hanging out with John, and John was the one that was like, hey, this is the Lamb of God, this is the Messiah, and so Andrew jumps ship from John and goes over uh, and follows uh, Jesus, but here's a fun fact. Andrew, Andrew heard about Jesus first and then went and told his brother Peter and introduced Peter to Jesus, but then Jesus called Peter first to be his disciple. Isn't that funny? Anyway, that's, I think it's funny, but I'm a nerd, so. All right, moving on. Then you have James, son of Zebedee. He was a fisherman also. Jesus loved fishermen. That's why he loves me more than you. Um, just kidding, but not really. Uh, he was friends with Peter. That's something to be known for. Uh, later, after uh, the resurrection and, and as the church movement starts to begin and the gospel is being spread, uh, Herod kills him. All right, moving on. Then we have John, James's brother, the James we just talked about. He was, uh, th- so these are things we know from Scripture. He was loyal. Uh, he was with Jesus all the way to the end. As far as we know, he was the only disciple that was actually at the cross when Jesus was being crucified. Everybody else tucked tail and ran, denied him, like got out of town. But John, he was there the whole time. He's, a lo- he's loyal. Uh, he wrote the book of Revelation. It's also it's not plural, it's just a revelation, it's not multiple revelations. Uh, So it's the book of Revelation, not Revelation's Uh, common mistake. Anyway, uh, he was nicknamed, how would you like to be nicknamed this, okay? The disciple that Jesus loved. I think you'd be jealous if you were the other disciples. You're like, oh, Jesus, you love that guy more than me? And Jesus would be like, yeah. (laughs) Sorry, bro. Uh, And then he he wrote the gospel of John as well. All right, moving on. Then you have Philip think it's just funny because it's, it's like a common name. You got like Bartholomew hanging out over here with like this weirdo name and then Philip. All right, uh, and you have to say it that way. You have to say it that way. Uh, so he was, original, uh, he was originally a follower of John the Baptist as well. Uh, one of the things, he was just named as a person who was on the boat when Jesus uh, calmed the sea. These are things that we know about people in scripture. He was on the boat. Uh, he introduced Bartholomew to Jesus. That's fun. All right, moving on. Then we have old Bart. Bart. Uh, also known as Nathaniel. That's all we know about Bart. He was a disciple. Also known as Nathaniel. That's it. That's all we know. All right, moving on. Here we have Thomas. He was a doubter. Um, huh? He's a doubter. Here's the thing, though. Thomas. Thomas was actually, uh, like, a lot of times we're like, "Don't be a doubting Thomas," mm-hmm. right? Thomas gets a bad rap because Thomas also said this earlier in his life. He said, "Let us go." that we may die with him. So Jesus, in the story where Jesus uh, raises Lazarus from the dead, um, when he's going to do that, the town in which he has to go to, like, people are kind of wanting to kill Jesus already, and, uh, and so the other disciples were like, hey, we shouldn't go. We might get murdered, uh, and Thomas is like, no, let's go. I'll die with him if I have, to. I have to. I mean, like, he was this, like, go get him, like, follow Jesus, dude, and then he has, like, this moment of weakness, uh, after the resurrection, after all these, like, ridiculously unbelievable events have happened, he doubts God for a little while, and, uh, and then now he's forever known as the doubter. Anyway, so I think Thomas gets a bad rap, but... All right, moving on. Matthew, he's a tax collector. They're the worst. I already said that. Uh, and he wrote the Gospel of Matthew. All right, moving on. James, I just love how these guys posed for these pictures, man. It was awesome. Um, that's a joke. They didn't have cameras back then. Uh, he was nicknamed the Lesser. That's all we really know about Old James. Uh, now, what's funny? Go back, go back, go back, quick. How would you like to for that to be your nickname? So you got John, his nickname is the disciple whom Jesus loved, and you have James the Lesser. What? <laughs> like that was kind of how they distinguished. Like, oh, there's James, we like that guy, and then there's James the Lesser. Yeah, the Lesser. And then uh, and then you have this guy Thaddeus. Uh, Old Thad. He was James the Lesser's little brother. That's why he's real mad. That's why he's real mad. In that picture right there. He's like, I was the little brother of the lesser guy. And nobody knows anything about me, so I'm mad about it. Uh, Once again, these are just like Google images I found of people's like renderings of these guys. But I thought this one was the best. All right, then we have uh, Simon the Zealot. Um, Simon... He was a zealot, once again. Uh, so some of these characters we know a lot about. When I say characters, they were real men. Uh, they're characters in stories, but they were real men. Uh, some of them, like Peter, we know a lot about. He was like a, a main player in a lot of the stories that we know uh, in the Bible. And then you have guys like this, like, yep, that guy existed. That's cool. Uh, the funny thing, though, about the word there, zealot, is that does clue us into a little bit about Uh, who Simon was. So in this time, zealot was this uh, movement of people, this group of people who were trying to overthrow the Roman rule of Israel. And so it was this like um, group, almost terrorists, like they were like activists, like would walk through a crowd with a knife and like shank people, like crazy dudes, Um, zealots. And this guy was one of those people. Um, So he was a pretty... Go get him, dude. Uh, and pretty scary looking, according to this picture. I don't know. Um, I wouldn't want to walk next to him. He might shank me. Um, but he loved Jesus, and that's cool. All right. You can you can clear that slide if you want. Uh, so here we are. This is, that, was, uh, that was Jesus' posse, his crew, his squad, if you will. Um, this group of really random dudes. Really random uh, that's one of my favorite words, dudes. I'm not sure why I like saying it. Um, but this a group of, of random people. But what I want us to learn, uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk through some of the stories of, of these guys, some of these guys because some of them we don't know stories about um, over the next couple of weeks. Uh, but I want us to learn something just even from what we've just walked through about these guys. So some of the things we can take away. So the disciples, <coughs> excuse me, the, the the disciples were just. Ordinary people. They were just ordinary regos, if you will. Like, they were just normal guys. Um, So, like, you have fishermen. You have IRS agents. You uh, have—it wasn't the IRS back then, but he was a tax collector, right? Um, You've got zealots. One minute this guy's, like, hanging out over here trying to, like, murder Romans, and then he's, like, hanging out with Jesus. So you have just, like, random, like, just ordinary guys. So if Jesus were to come today— and call his disciples. He'd call I don't know like teachers and garbage men and fishermen. Obviously, because they're still cool. Um, and uh, those who don't know me, I love fishing. That's why I keep making fishing jokes. Anyway, uh, they're just they were just ordinary people. Jesus didn't come and pick like the intellectual, like awesome people. He didn't come and pick the the royals. He didn't come and, and pick the religious leaders to be. The people who changed the world. He came and picked just like ordinary, regular, low-income people. Hey, Siri. Um, what? He may have, but we don't know where he was in the, in the uh, order of tax collectors because even the low guy had to pay to the upper guy and he wouldn't be as rich. But, but he also still gave all that up whenever he went to follow Jesus and was homeless for three years. So uh, Anyway. So the disciples were just ordinary people, like you and me, except Donnie. He's better than the rest of us. It's cool. Um, All right. The next thing, though, is that each, each of the disciples had a unique personality. So you got, like, Simon the Zealot hanging out, like, being crazy, like, political. You guys know, there's always, like, that one guy, right? The, like, weird political guy. Yeah, that was Simon. And then you had Peter, who was, like, the overreactor, like, let me jump out of this boat and see if I can walk on water kind of guy. You all you all have that friend, too, right? Um, and then you have guys like old Thad. He's just kind of hanging out in the background. Just, just hang, hanging out in the background. So you have all these, they have all their own personalities. They're They're different people. There is not The thing to get that, everybody looking up here, the thing to get from that is that there is not, like, a particular, like, person, like, personality that God chooses to use. He doesn't just pick extroverted people to go save the world, right? Like, if you love Jesus, regardless of what your personality is, you're called to go change the world. I'm jumping ahead of myself a little bit there. Um, But they all had different passions, Uh, They all had different personalities, but God, Jesus, chose to call them in and use them for his story, to use them to change the world. Next, the disciples, the disciples were called by Jesus. It all started with two words, follow me, and these guys literally just dropped whatever they had in their hands. So, like some of the fishermen, they, they had like nets in their hands. When Jesus said, follow me, they were just like, okay. And they like dropped them on the ground and walked away. And I'm sure like their fishing crew were like, what's happening? <laughs> he just like walked away, no words or anything. Uh, they literally gave up their entire lives. Walked away from their families, walked away from their jobs, everything, and followed Jesus. They were called by Jesus. All Christians are called by Jesus. He's not standing in front of your face like he was for Peter, saying, follow me. But the gospel is still the same. If you believe in Jesus, you are called to follow him. Now, for you and I, those of us who are Christians, that doesn't necessarily look like giving up your job. Of course, you guys don't have jobs. Uh, It doesn't mean quitting school. Sorry. Uh, And it doesn't mean, like, walking away from your family. Sorry. Sorry. it doesn't necessarily mean those things because you're that's not how Jesus how Jesus and the Holy Spirit and God are working currently, but it does mean that once you follow Jesus, he's placed higher than anything else. He's more important than anything else. When you're following Jesus, he's more important than anything else. And so here are the here are the like Here's like the big thought that I want you guys to walk away from this. If you're a note taker, now's the time to take notes. All right? If you've not been at this point. You are ordinary. Sorry. We're all humans, right? We're just normal people. As much as we like to think differently, we're just ordinary. But that's actually a good thing. Because God over and over and over again in scripture... Proves that he works through ordinary people like you and I works through normal people like you and I. Nobody in scripture except for Jesus was any better than you and I. God just chose to use them and they because they were willing to follow and they had faith. So you are ordinary, you are unique, but this is not I want everybody looking up here, this is not the like you're a unique snowflake and you're different than everybody else and you can be yourself and blah, blah, blah. That's not really what I'm talking about here, okay? What I mean is, like, yeah, you are unique, there's no one like you, blah, 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 all the things, right? But what that means is that regardless of your character flaws, because you have have them, sorry, maybe some of you are overreactors, maybe some of you are shy and aren't willing to step up, sometimes there are all kinds of different things, Regardless of how unique slash flawed you are, God still wants to use you. God still wants to use you if you're if you're willing to follow, if you're willing to, to believe in him. So you're ordinary, you're unique. This is kind of a weird like sermon, right? Like you're ordinary, mm, sorry. Uh, but that's actually a good thing. You're ordinary, uh, you're unique. If you're a Christian in a room, if you choose to follow him, you're called. That doesn't mean like Call me, maybe. Right? Like that's that, that's not kind of the thing uh, that we're talking about. That's a terrible reference. I'm sorry. I know I'm old, but I still do it occasionally. Um, you're called. What are you called to? What are you called to? The call is to change the world. Are you are you going to change the world? So Jesus, if you have a Bible in your hand and want to, I know this is like way late in the message before we even get into the scripture, but. Um, Go to Matthew, read the book of Matthew, chapter 28. Those of you who have been in church forever, you know where I'm going with this. Uh, but those of you who have not been in church forever, it's okay. You're about to know. Matthew 28, verse 18. So Jesus, after he after he raised from the dead, he spent like 40 days hanging out with the disciples and some different people, and he actually appeared to like over 500 people, which is further proof that he actually did raise from the dead like 500 plus people aren't going to all agree on the same story, but they did. uh, Unless it's true, they're not going to all agree on the same story unless it's true. All right. So he appeared to them, and then just before he goes up into heaven, he says this. And Jesus came and said to them, "All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son." and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you and behold I am with you always to the end of the age so usually the last thing that somebody says when they know they're going to leave is is generally important unless it's me and I say stupid silly things all the time Um, the last thing Jesus had to say was here's your mission go change the world Go change the world. He tells them how to do that. Right there. He says, just go tell them about me. Go tell them about the love that God has for them, that He sent His Son to die for them so that they could be in a relationship with Him. Go change the world. So the call for us is even though we're ordinary regular people, even though we have weird personalities and character flaws. We're called to change the world, and what that looks like is telling the world about Jesus. So for Christians in the room, the big question is, are you changing the world around you? I'm not talking about, like, volunteering at charities and all those kinds of things. Those are good. Those are good things to do. Are you sharing the gospel? Are you changing the world and the lives of those around you because you're sharing Jesus with them? Others of you in in the room, you're not Christians, or maybe you think you are and you're not really. Um... Christians, the, the call to you is follow me and by me I mean Jesus follow Jesus it's not until you follow Jesus that you can make any real impact on this planet anyway, because the real impact is spiritual so follow Jesus, what that looks like is putting your faith and trust in him and giving your life to him, repenting of your sins and giving your life to him are you changing the world like the disciples did. Next week, we'll learn some more stories about how they did that. Let me pray, and then we'll go into small Father, I thank you that you use ordinary people like me. Flaws and all, that you choose to use us. Those of us who love you and follow you are faithful to you. Continue to do so. Encourage us, convict us, and push us change the world even more through your name. In Christ's name I pray, amen.